Hello, welcome to another episode of Record, the podcast with Ndutanjero. I will be sharing my respect journey. Enjoy. Uh, my full name is Lucy Ndutanjero. I'm a fifth-year dental surgery student at Moi University um, in Kenya, and I love dentistry so much, more so um, pediatric dentistry and aesthetic dentistry. Apart from that, I love knitting and doing crochet work. Um, I love it because it's a calm and serene um, hobby and at the end of the day you get to come up with a project or something, you end up building something. Um, other hobbies include dancing and especially semba, salsa and kizomba. Now, um, I joined Respect a few years ago and um, I do remember the day that I joined Respect. Um, or rather, actually, I remember the day I meant to join Respect. Um, so um, I saw this call on WhatsApp um, on a friend's um, wall and um, they were talking about this project that they have started and they need volunteers um, and they were saying that it was about sexual reproductive health and the mention of that actually triggered me to want to join because um, I have been volunteering with other organizations on sexual reproductive health for a while now. Um, then I was, I had volunteered for some time with other organizations. And when I saw this call um, coming from school, um, I knew it was going to be a good one because I was going to be volunteering or to be working with friends or people I know from medical school and I loved it. So, um, I just texted the person and was like, hey, I'd like to join this um, project that you guys have. And um, the response at that time was not the best because um, I think it was the first time they were taking volunteers. So um, he was like, hey, um, yeah, thank you for, you know, um, you wanting to join. But uh, we are sorry or rather he, he told me they were not taking in just any students. Um, they were only taking in medical students and um, I'm a dental student. So um, unfortunately, I wouldn't join and I was broken a little bit because um, I was looking forward to working with my friends. So um, I just said it's, it's fine. Um, I'll just continue, you know, volunteering away from school with other organizations because at the end of the day, we get to reach out to people and teach them about sexual reproductive health. And that was it. Um, I, I kind of forgot about it and um, I would only see it once in a while when people are posting when they go out for school visits or activities that, you know, um, are, related with, are related with respect. So um, fast forward, I think um, two, one or two years later and um, um, the, there was another call now. And when I saw the second call, I wasn't even, you know, going to apply because, you know, um, I knew it was meant for medical students. But the person that I had inboxed the first time trying to get in um, actually called me this time around and they were like, hey, do you remember um, um, the organization respects or rather the project that you wanted to join um, a few years ago? And I was like, yes. He's like, okay, fine. Now I need you to join now because we are picking all students. 
from the College of Health Sciences, we are picking more students than um, other students rather than people doing medicine. And um, I was happy, you know, because now it's like, okay, yay, at last, you know, I get to join respect. So um, I went through the call. I remember this was the first time I've had to actually write like a real CV, you know, like a real detailed CV and also a motivational letter because um, all the other organizations that I had volunteered with before never needed me to do such kind of a thing. It was just, um, or you just show up, you say you are interested and you'd like to volunteer with them and that was it. You know, but this time I had to write a real CV, I had to write a motivational letter. And um, I remember fumbling on, you know, my keyboard one night before the deadline, trying to, you know, put down this um, application and I did and I sent it. And I was like, fine, I've done my part. If, you know, they don't pick me, it's fine, you know. But um, they picked me, Um, we went for training and the rest is history now. We are here. <music> Um, now, uh, when it comes to sexual reproductive health, or rather just a backstory as to why I joined RESPECT, um, my passion or me wanting to talk about sexual reproductive health and be in that space came from a place of pain. No personal pain, no pa- pain as for me, it was pain from my friends or pain of seeing people that I knew um, go through so much. And um, the backdrop or rather, the reason as to why they were going through this life and going through everything that they were going through was something to do with their sexual reproductive health in one way or in, a, in another. It could have been out of, you know, some sort of violence, which is related to sexual reproductive health, talk of rape. Um, it could have been out of being in forced marriages, you know. It could be out of decisions they made but they made those decisions when they were at a place where they didn't know, know much and it got them to a point or to a life of pain. And um, it started way back, way, way back when I was in primary school. Um, my class, when I joined nursery school, was more girls than boys. And this trend went on up to the point that we were in class four. But by the time we started going on from class four to class eight, the trend changed and um the boys now are more than the girls and what was happening is that every single week or every single day um or every time uh we had girls leaving school and never coming back and um it was a very subtle thing it happened so subtly that sometimes you don't realize it it's after the time when you look back and um you look at the class and there's more guys than there are ladies and now you start thinking thinking back so um, it was a situation whereby you are seated with someone today, tomorrow they don't show up and you're like, okay, fine, maybe they're sick, they'll come back and they don't come back, you know. And um, after maybe six, seven, nine months, um, you come to realize actually this girl got pregnant, um, she got a child and she is in a situation whereby she is not able to come back to school, not because the school will not take her back, but she believes that at that point she cannot come back or maybe her family felt that after that she needed to get married and she left. So um, these things caused me pain because um, it didn't just happen to one person, it happened to 
a girl that I knew but we were no friends. Then it happened to a girl that we were just acquaintance. I had acquaintance with. Then it started happening to, to girls that we were actually good friends. And um, you know, it was quite a hard thing because um I did not feel like I was fit enough to go and ask them um why did this happen? Why are you not coming back to school? Because I felt like maybe I don't understand, you know. And um it was so it was a pain where you just feel it and you you know, this you feel like there's nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. And to make the pain worse, um, at school, there wasn't so much support on these issues because I remember the only thing we used to hear was when a teacher, when a girl um, stops coming to school, the teacher will come in and they will abuse you. You know, you will hear about it the rest of the time. All the girls in that class will suffer from that for the rest of the time because um when they come in and someone you know is not in school and they're calling the register and one two three girls are not in school they start telling you you see you see your friends are not here because you know they are promiscuous so you if you continue being promiscuous that's the path you'll take you'll be as poor as your parents you know we used to get abused over our friends who've left school because of these issues and that just made the pain worse you know and we came to high school such issues you know went on i remember having a friend who left us i think in second year or third year um because she was she 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 got a baby you know abruptly we were with her in school we didn't even know she was expecting but i remember we opened school in i think the third time and the class teacher was like now um so and so girl you know we'll not be coming back to class and this is the reason and that just continued, you know, that pain. So um, that's what made me later after Form 4 actually want to join to this space. Because um, now after Form 4, I, get to a, I got to a point where I felt like I am at a better space. And the reason I was feeling like I was at a better space was because at that point, I had gotten a chance to speak to some of the girls that had actually left school years before you know um and i talked to them and um i just wanted to find out what was going through their head or what actually transpired that they had to you know uh stop the education and actually most of them got married and even got more children even before they were actually 18. and listening to the stories i found out that the main reason as to why these things were, were happening is because um of lack of knowledge or rather lack of understanding of what happens in terms of their sexual reproductive health and mostly their rights um, it was an issue of um, you ask a girl um, you know why, why did you leave school they're like I didn't know like they, they feel like they didn't know they could have come back to school number one number two maybe the appearance of the society around them Feel that once you get a child or once you get pregnant, um, you need you you just have you just have to get married. There are no two ways about it. You have to get married, you know. Um, the third and the most painful thing I felt was that most of these girls telling me, imagine, at that point when I get got pregnant, I did not know that if I was to engage in sexual in 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 sex with um someone at that point i did not know i would get pregnant and i mean that was that was you know 
it was so hard for me because I couldn't imagine because um we get taught these things in class but you know it's not in depth but yeah we got we get taught these things and for me um I I I kind of got a gist of it from my parents also I remember one time when I had menak my mom told me you know it she didn't say she didn't make me sit down and teach me these things but she made a statement that you know you can get pregnant now she used different words but i knew what she meant and now thinking of those things and looking at these girls and listening to what they have to say i realized not everyone got that chance not everyone was told that you can get pregnant and even when it was taught in classics um i realized from these stories that most of them felt like that was a thing that can happen to someone else but me you know I found out that we are in that position whereby you feel like pregnancy, yes, pregnancy can happen, but no me, no me, no me. Um, I can do this thing and I don't have to get pregnant. That's something that's going to happen to someone else, not me. And when I think back um, as of me also in that age, I think I felt the same, you know. I felt like, ah, oh, no, pregnancy, no, that just happens to those promiscuous people, you know. You have tact. You know, there is someone, you know, because of what society has put in you. Because you feel when you walk around at home in the village, they're saying, you see that girl who walks around with men holding her hands, nini, nini. That's the kind of person who gets pregnant. They're like, the result of that is you're going to get pregnant. So in my head, when you behave like that, you're promiscuous, you know. In my head, that was it that time. And I felt like that was it in all of us that... You know, if you're seen walking around with a man um, laughing and making jokes, now you, your promiscuous and you will get pregnant. But what they refused to tell us or what they did not let us understand is that actually pregnancy just comes from sex. Whether you did it, you know, hiding or in light or whatever or you you actually never walk around with men but you did it you still get pregnant you know they were attaching pregnancy with your behavior which the behavior doesn't give you pregnancy actually the sex that gives you pregnancy so that's when now i saw the gap in the sexual reproductive health or the sexual education that we are receiving or the you know the society is giving out and now that's when i realized um i cannot depend on other people to do this i have to get myself in a space whereby i can be able to teach someone that hey this and this leads to this you know just give someone the right information so that when they make their decisions um they can make them the right way so that's actually what brought me to wanting to be in the space of sexual reproductive health and rights and um uh just from there immediately after high school i started volunteering um with many several organizations um some which i have already stopped working with them and others that i picked up you know on the way also in campus and i'm still working with them to date um now um one of those organizations or other is uh, projects is now respect um and i've had awesome awesome experience in respect because um respect is a bit different from other organizations that I've worked with. And the main difference that I have felt or that I have seen in respect is that it is super structured. 
in respect. And apart from the structuring, it's awesome because you, in most of these other organizations that I've worked with or other spaces that I've been, you do a hit and run. So you just uh, go to an institution or you meet a group of young people and um, or teenagers or whatever, and you speak to them at that moment, you know, you appeal to them, you teach them everything. And at that moment, some of them will be like, okay, fine, we will do better, nini, nini. And then after that, you know, some of these things are behaviors, they're habits, you've already formed them. And after that, you know, people just go back to their normal lives. And unfortunately, most of the time, we do not succeed with that. So when I came in, in respect, it was different because there was no hit and run. We actually went to a school and we did follow up, um, you know, activities. We went in the first time, we, after some time, we went in a second time, and after some time, we went in a third time. So we had time to reinforce these things that we were teaching and to walk through with the students until, you know, they had these things embedded in them, you know, they had this knowledge in them. And that was so awesome. It actually happened that sometimes we even had to do vo uh, follow up, um, you know, meetings. Because the three were not enough and we had to go back and it was awesome because you get to meet the same person more than four times. You see them grow, you see them change their perspectives and paradigms and habits and it was just awesome. It's 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 awesome. That's the one thing that actually sets um, respect aside for me that the one thing that made me just want to continue being in that space apart from the school visits we've had whatsapp chats with people um in you know and those are awesome because you get to experience or to talk to people even outside of this country and you know you get to see or have a feel of what's happening in the you know in africa in this place on sexual reproductive health and um yeah that gives that gave me a perspective of you know my society in Kenya and outside and everything that's happening and I get to know where to situate myself to help out uh, with this you know and the main goal is to just have these teenagers have the right information at their hands so that when they're making these decisions because um, we cannot make them for them and that the truth is they're engaging in some of these sexual activities and we just have to accept because um, things have changed. It's no longer the same as it was in the 1980s or, or 1990s. Things continue changing each and every day. And the best thing we can do is to just empower them, you know, and give them that freedom to make um, their decisions, but make them from a point of knowledge. So um, it's been awesome, you know. It's been awesome and I cannot wait to continue working with respect, maybe even when I'm out of school, you know, and engaging with mostly the teenagers because I've realized that's where things either go so well in your life or go so wrong in terms of your sexual reproductive health. And I hope that we can continue reaching out more um, Kenyan teenagers and even beyond, you know, get even to spaces where we can reach out people in other countries. Um, and just have a big movement, you know, on teaching sexually reproductive health to everyone. Just make sure each and every teenager, wherever they are, they know their rights. And they know um, what's happening with their bodies, you know. And um, they are at a place of knowledge when they make their decision. So um, I call upon you to do what you can do wherever you are. 
sometimes it's not so about you know so much about going out and and, and going to a school and finding student no 200 students and speaking to them no it's just a matter of um <clears throat> talking to your younger sibling or your younger cousin or your neighbors and just being that person who listens who gives them uh, who gives them um, a safe space where they can just express themselves and just talk and you being the person that just listens to the nasty that they have to say without judging them you know and after that you just give them the right information the little that you have and if there's something you don't know you just accept and you tell them that you can email come back to them and um, I think if we do that we will make this world a better place and we will have teenagers that are knowledgeable and are making decisions that are better that way we'll be able to fight um, with this issue of teen, teenage pregnancy that is biting us at the moment and um, we will be doing better as a society so kindly be that person that a teenager can find a safe space in